Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Trauma, difficulties, chronic issues. Uh, We're going to have these things happening in our lives. And what is the effect of having them? What actually happens after the fact? How long does it hang about in our body and what's really going on? What if we had trauma? Today, I'm going to be talking with an expert in this field. I'm going to be talking with Deborah Miller. She is a cell and molecular biologist by training and she's moved into writing a wonderful book about emotional first aid for kids so a big journey to talk about and how it applies to your life so stay tuned welcome to save your sanity podcast i'm dr roberta shaler are you living with the chaos confusion and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second guess yourself? That can be crazy making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining me here on Save Your Sanity Podcast again. If this is your first time listening, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're a returning listener, I am so delighted you found value and you decided to come back. I make it really important to bring you all kinds of diverse things. And today, a little more diversity. Today, we're going to be talking with Deborah Miller. She's trained as a cell and molecular biologist. However... She's made some transitions and some shifts and she's encompassed some other things and used her wisdom and experience in order to go in a direction that's very specific. So welcome to the show, Deborah. Oh, thank you for having me here. It's a real pleasure. It's always delightful to go in a new direction here on Save Your Sanity because there are so many things that impact what we're doing and we can... We can have this show for years, which we've already had a few of those, but always something new to learn. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Deborah. Um, she is has a PhD in cell and molecular biology, as I mentioned. She's a trainer and expert in EFT tapping. You might have heard of that. Great uses for that in recovery from trauma. A life-transformed coach, we'll find out what that means, and an author. Uh, Deborah guides people to gently release learned beliefs, habits, and traumas toward healthier choices, creating calm, joy, and inner peace. And she uses energy psychology, science, spirituality to uh, learn the principles and provide some relief and hope. She has a lovely sounding book called The Dragon with Flames of Love, Helping Children with Serious Illness Improve the Quality of Their Lives. And she co-authored another intriguing book called Emotional First Aid for Children, which helps children prevent challenging events from having traumatic effect. So tell us a little bit about how you made the journey from molecular biology to today. Actually, it's a little bit of a mix. I started out on a farm with parents who started a health food store and got me interested in the, the, the kind of therapy area first. And then I realized I wanted to learn more about the body. 
and the science behind it. And so then I went on this long convoluted journey of studying biology education and cell and molecular biology before I swung back into doing what I wanted to do when I was much younger. <laughs> but I love the combination because I realized for me, um, I combine the science and I look at the science and I look at techniques that have science behind them, as well as understanding how the body works, how the cells work. And then I tie that into the emotions and how that creates trauma that's stored in our body, but yet also how we can release that trauma. Mm -hmm. Well, we often hear the term cellular memory. Yeah. And it's very important for us to understand that and take that in. Because if you don't understand that your cells have memory, it's not like you just started a new program fresh today or a new diet or a new idea or a new mindset. And all of a sudden today, everything is fixed. <laughs> you have cellular memory. So talk to us about that. Okay. Actually, it starts when we're really young from the time we're born onward. In the first six years of our life, our mind is kind of a download. It doesn't have a lot of filters. It doesn't have logic. And so most everything we hear around us or have said to us, etc., or our experiences uh, feel true. Uh, they can be the biggest lie in the world, but our system thinks it's true. And so then later, as we start having logic, etc., then we can start to analyze or look at it. But those, those first experiences kind of set the basis for us. And, and then we can repeat those patterns because it is kind of a body memory and most of the latest information is saying that memory is not really in our brain and it's basically in the whole energetic field within and around our body. Mm -hmm. And so we're energetic beings and emotions are energy. And so the emotions that we have tied to a trauma or even a good event, um, we can look at and make changes to. Yes, and what's significant about the first six years of life I've talked about before on the show, and people who have listened before will remember that our brain is constantly growing and developing and moving forward. And until the age of somewhere between five and seven, we don't have well-refined um, parietal and prefrontal lobe functions. So the things that Deborah was talking about, about logic and consequences and all of that, we're not there because we're kind of emotional beings up until that point. And we know we need those giants in order to survive. We're not likely to be able to go get our own food when we're born or do things like that. We innately know that. So Trauma can begin when we're not well cared for, when we're infants. We get the idea that we may not matter, we don't have value, we can't get their attention. And those things can certainly happen. But then other events can happen. You know, you can Absolutely. inadvertently be left at the grocery store or you can have somebody uh, leave you or die or some things that we would put in the trauma category. And of course, as you wisely said, we have wonderful memories too, hopefully, that allow us to tap into them and be sustained at times when we really need that. So our body remembers these things and... The important thing that you said at the end there is that we need to recognize this before we can shift. So that wake-up moment, how do we get that wake-up moment? There's a lots of ways to get to the wake-up moment. And some of it is to become a good observer, right? So um, 
in the, in the quiet moments, not when you're in trauma, not when you're reacting, begin to observe what you think and what you're feeling. Because as you become a better observer, then you can start making choices. And when you start making choices, and, you, and choices might mean um, doing a, a breathing technique, maybe doing tapping, maybe doing some other you know, yoga or something that helps you calm and relax, right? Or some other sorts of therapies that, that you're finding are useful. But observing is the first step. We have to observe things so that we're not just in our automatic pilot loop, which is what I'm calling it, right? Mm -hmm. So all of those things we learned as a child and then all those traumatic experiences afterward create what I call um, an automatic pilot, okay? So the thoughts you have, the feelings you have in your body create biochemistry. So this will do simple science, creates biochemistry. And then that creates a loop. So then when you're not feeling the same thought or feeling you, are used to having your body goes where is it and then you start thinking and feeling the same things that you want to get rid of and then you you've got this circuit attraction for it again exactly and it just keeps running and so as it's running and and it's automatic you're not usually conscious of it so as you become a better observer you can start watching the patterns and then you can say wait i'm gonna i'm gonna cut that loop and i'm gonna make some changes in the way i think and i feel right and utilize tools that help you do that. And then you can start, then the thoughts and the feelings change and the biochemistry change, then the circuit changes, right? So it's a really lovely process in its own way, right? It's a lovely process. And I know from having done work with individual clients for the last 35 years, that we can hear that and say, oh, that's very helpful. That's very hopeful. And maybe not just now. <laughs> or I'm a little afraid of that. I don't want to walk into that. What if something comes up that I'm uncomfortable with? How do you encourage people to have that observation, that take that observation time? There's a there's several things. And I really like the heart frame coherence breathing is, is one way, which is also why I like tapping. I'll, I'll go into that next. But the heart brain, our heart math created heart brain harmony. And so well, I'll do a little science thing again. Um, the heart and the brain have electrical and magnetic fields. But when we just put our hands over our heart, and a lot of times, many times we just do that. We have a shock and we instantly just do this. So it's kind of an automatic response that we do. But what happens is when we do this, our heart and we start breathing a little bit slower. We don't even have to like focus in on what the traumatic thing is or what could happen. Just doing this and breathing slower creates coherence. Our heart rate creates a new rhythm that's more in harmony. And by doing that, our mind actually starts going into the same coherent rhythm as our heart, and it relaxes us. And so this is a great way. You don't have to go and process or figure out or solve any history that you have. You can just do this to keep calming yourself. So that creates a different biochemical loop that you're going to create. Okay. So that's, that's one way to start for people who don't want to worry about what could come up. Um, I, I like think that mm -hmm. tuning into our breath is, I call it the least expensive, most luxurious mm. vacation in the world, is yeah. to stop whatever you're doing and inhale deeply through your nose, hold it for a few seconds to let it effuse through your body, and then exhale completely and just notice how everything goes, ah, <sighs> right? So 
tap. Uh, well, I'm going to use the word tapping here, but yeah. but getting into sync with that, recognizing that you have an immediate tool because you have a body is a great first step to just say, okay, come into the present moment and breathe. And then just notice that you can calm yourself. And sometimes that's not so easy. It may take a few breaths because the brain goes, yeah, but what about this? Or what about that? And wants to drag you off into anxiety. So tell us about a practice that would allow us to go a little more consistently sure. into staying in that calmer sure. space. And this is why I like, you know, EFT is emotional freedom techniques, but its nickname has been tapping for many years. So most of us just say tapping. And why tapping? Because we're using our fingertips to tap on meridian endpoints. These are just a couple of them to show you. And by doing that, we're actually speaking to our amygdala. And our amygdala is this beautiful, uh, two little almond-shaped organs in our, body, in our brain that are our alert system. And they're the ones that say, there's something to worry about, jump, run, fight, freeze, whatever it needs to be. And it tells your brain to turn on all the stress hormones. But when we're doing this simple little technique, whether you're speaking or not, and you just do this a few rounds, it tells the amygdala to calm down, the stress hormones drop off, the regenerative hormones and the relaxation hormones turn on. So now we've got a physiological response. And then the second part is you can start using words that relate to what's going on. And it might just be fear. So you might be tapping around just this fear, this fear, this fear. You can do something simple. But the technique, as simple as it is, has a very profound effect on us. And so you can do this technique in very simple ways that are not traumatic. And I've used the technique a lot with children and, and even women with breast cancer and other people who have been in traumas using symbols or colors to represent what the trauma is. Because most of the time, we don't want to scratch open that wound and see what's in there. It's painful. And I get it. Who, who wants to scratch that open? It, this is why we covered it up, because we didn't want to look at it, right? It, it's a great way to kind of save us in many ways. So with the tapping, let's say you, you have some kind of trauma or some fear coming up, you can just look at it and say, what color is it? No, it feels gray. It feels black. It feels red. It doesn't matter what color it is. And you can do the same thing, this red fear, this red fear, or this black fear. And so you can use the same technique, and now we're using the right side of our brain that's creative and visual to take the whole situation without all the words associated with it, and we're just letting it release. And so then after it releases and you get more relaxed, then you can go back and use the wording. And if it's something really traumatic, then please look for somebody who's an expert in it and get help with it because nobody's asking you to clear your your deepest traumas alone we don't have to do it alone no you really don't have to and it's not scary you know i walk with people yeah. all over the world through trauma release and situations and often because as you know <clears throat> save your sanity is all about recognizing that there are patterns traits and cycles of toxic situations relationships people and that you need to recognize the impact they've had on you or they're having on you. And then to realign yourself with your values, your vision, your beliefs, and what you want to create. And then to move on to regaining the self-confidence to trust and love again. So we have to repattern. We have to get in touch with it. And the good thing about EFT, as you said, is 
it taps into our right brain where we don't have all the words. We're doing something much more global where it just, okay, I got it. Like you said, it's a color, it's a feeling, it's something like that. And it's not to be confused with the MDR, which is a no. totally other approach. So we're talking about EFT, emotional freedom technique tapping today. I just want to make that really, really clear. Yes. So, <clears throat> We recognize we're wise enough to say something going on in here that each time something happens, I get triggered or I go into fear, I I become apprehensive, I become emotional, I become depressed, I become something. And when I start to make that connection, I have something literally at my fingertips that I can literally do at with fingertips. it. Yes. <laughs> so important. So how did you come into or fall across EFT? I was taking an online course and somebody gave a demo of it and I fell in love with it and started using it and working with it. And I've been using it since 2003. Wow. And then in 2007, I started having an opportunity to work with children with cancer in a local hospital. So I worked with them and the parents and the nurses and the medical staff and looking at these very traumatic situations. And then also looking at, starting to look at what was going on behind that, what was going on at home, what was going on in their village or their family, family dynamic that was creating this disharmony on the physical level. And it was always interesting to find these deeper things that were going on that had an effect with them. And then knowing Basically that, you know, many of us want to control situations right? or control people and understand that we can't really control how other people act. But as we're using this techniques, we can then change how we react to them. And that, that's where we become empowered. That's where we, we come into our own, um, our own centeredness and our own peace. So then, then nothing, it gets to the point where nothing around you can really affect you because you have become very centered. And that's the whole purpose is that you're going to regain some control. You are going to look at ways that you can manage you as opposed to manage other humans. And that's a great starting point. So going on from there, you know, one of the things, and I want to talk about the work with children, of course, because that's so important, but you brought up something that is, looking at perhaps what our trigger events were, things that may have happened in the past. And one of the things that I found effective from doing this work for 35 years is that it's important to not go into the shame and blame aspect when you get into that past, because that is a waste of energy. It is a true energy drain to go back and say it's somebody's fault. It is just simply saying, oh, this event occurred, my body, my mind processed it this way. Let me see what I can do with it, correct? How I can ameliorate this, I can change it, I can release it, I can see it in a new way, I can use it for a different purpose. Exactly. And then everything becomes an opportunity. And this is one of the things that I like is that traumatic situations can actually help us release and make choices to release. And then we can use these tools to do that. And then we get understanding of where it came from, what the belief was, or what the emotion was, or what the memory of it as a child was that set up a pattern that then continues to repeat. 
And one of the reasons I like tapping a lot is that I love working with the inner child. So then we can look at the event that's current, but then we can also go back to what was there before that set up a specific pattern of being treated a certain way, right? And then as you do that, you don't have to go to shame or blame. It's just a pattern that got set up. And then when you're using tapping, once you're releasing a lot of the emotional charge on it, if an event for me doesn't have an emotional charge, it, it doesn't affect you anymore. So this is the reason I like emotional freedom techniques or tapping is releasing ourselves from the emotional charge. And when you release the emotional charge, it's just something that occurred in your life. Then you can use it to go on and start choosing what you want to bring in instead. And then kind of going back to the heart, how can then we expand into this larger vibration, this larger, more positive frequency. So when you get into quantum physics, then when whatever you are vibrating at is what starts coming to you. your heart's a big magnet. So now you're making choices. You're not in the automatic anymore, right? So then you don't have to bring in that frequency of the automatic anymore and repeat those patterns. You get to start choosing and, and really feeling a different emotion love and peace and calm and you know feeling magnificent you can go into all kinds of adjectives and then those are the things that start coming into your life and then you're free then you're free to uh, enjoy life well i think you're talking about the observer role again and when you can observe something without getting into the picture yourself that can be extremely powerful when you've done the work and you can say oh there's that. Yeah, I recognize it. I see it. I have a name for it. I don't have to go there. I don't have to jump in. I don't have to wallow. I don't have to live in my past. We want that. And when we're talking about toxic relationships, Deborah, many times we've had the situations in that early, particularly that early six years, that have kind of set us up to be what I call hijackal bait. We'll become a hijackal <laughs> magnet. You know, there will be things that happened in our early life that told us that you know we had to do what other people wanted or we become super people pleasers or we're always dancing as fast as we can and calibrating somebody am i okay am i okay do you like me um <clears throat> am i safe am i safe i mean hyper vigilance looking over yes. our shoulder all the time looking for cues i've seen children so young who are looking for cues you know um I've had clients who will bring their babies in with them because, you know, that's perfect, it's fine, and I love to play with babies. But I'll take the baby and, you know, I've, I have three kids and five grandchildren and great-grandchildren and all, so I'm pretty baby savvy. Mm -hmm. And the, you can feel the baby, it'll be slowly relaxing. Yes. Because it's used to being in a place where there is like, am I okay? Is this yes. okay? Is this a good day? Right, that hypervigilance is built in at a very early age, and so often we'll find that. And by no means, this is not about blame or shame, we're talking about facts here. But if that has been in your background, it's a good thing to recognize because you can do something about it, yeah. and that's what we're talking about is being proactive once you realize patterns running and you'd like to change that pattern, then you 
you delete the old software and you install some new and hopefully exactly. this one has no malware or viruses, right? Yes, so, exactly. So very important. So there we are tying together uh, Deborah's uh, molecular biology <laughs> with what can happen in the day-to-day. -day. Now, before we continue this great conversation, I just want to tell you that you can learn more about Deborah. Go to DebraMiller.com. And of course, when we have names that have various yes. spellings, I'm going to spell it for you. So that's D.org. Mm -hmm. Yes, D-E-B-O-R-A-H-M-I-L-L-E-R.org. Deborah with an H, Miller with an E dot org. And there are lots of things there for you. Um, she has a free gift. It's an EFT tapping guide, a PDF to find love in your body. You'll find that in the show notes. There's a link there you can click on and go directly there. So access her free gift. So when we are talking about these things, you call yourself a life transformed coach. Tell me about how that nomenclature came about. Well, actually, it's someone that I study with in a very specific style of coaching where you start looking at universal truths and looking at the filters we have, or we can call them the circus glasses, you know, that, that create a false view of the truth of who we really are. So as you're doing different techniques, what you're doing is you're taking off the lens that says, I'm wrong. I have to hide, I'm bad, I should be guilty, I'm angry, all those things. And then you start seeing the universal love that's underneath within everyone. And so then this is, this is part of what the coaching then is, is to help you take off those filters so that you come back to these universal truths. Now, you may be hearing this and saying, oh, that just sounds so simple. It, it, you know, we're not talking about easy but we are talking about a simple truth you may not get there easily but it's worth going in that direction so i just want to make that distinction because if we are used to being in a toxic relationship if you were raised in a toxic relationship you're used to being comfortably uncomfortable all the time and so when you say well i'd like to keep that in my toolbox so i know when to recognize that energy, but I don't want to live from that energy all the time. I want to come to a place to say most of the world is safe. And if I need that bit of radar, I'm going to count on it. So how do we make sure that we keep that in our toolbox while taking it out of our day-to-day -day operating system? Yes. It kind of goes back to doing things like the breathing right? Because as we continue to calm ourselves and center ourselves, then we can start seeing truths versus patterns. And then part of the process is looking at the truth that all of these beliefs were here before we were born. We didn't choose them. That's part of that automatic. And when you realize, you know, I didn't choose to have these toxic relationships. I didn't choose to have these problems with the grown-ups, the taller ones in my life. Right. And so what happens is then there's a certain recognition on the cognitive part where you're just saying, I really didn't choose that. It's in my life. If I didn't choose it, I can let it go. And then then there's a variety of phrases that we use that that state all the truths so that you can start going into that frequency and that vibration of those truths. Your ego will probably fight you for a while. Right. <laughs> yeah. As you're doing these. 
but even know that that ego is part of the humanity's beliefs that you didn't choose either right and so there's a part of this that it is persistence mm-hmm. so as we persistently realign you know so it's like you get off balance it's like okay i got off balance i'm gonna dial in again to to these truths and so with that repetition and with techniques like breathing with tapping with other things those other patterns start to dissipate and you start to create that new circuit so that you're living more and more in the truth and all of a sudden you're like you know what i don't have that stuff happening to me anymore because i'm i'm not aligned with it anymore it's not part of my truth anymore but there is persistence i won't say it's like you know, snap your fingers and you're no. done today because no, sure that child isn't. picked up beliefs. And then as adults, we've had, you know, experiences that keep those patterns running, but it's well, worth it. Sure. It's like a piano or a harp or a violin or anything that has strings. If somebody comes by and plucks one, it's going to resonate through all the other ones. And exactly. so that's why it's not so automatic, but it's that persistence that you're talking about of coming back to saying, Oh, I recognize that and I choose to go in this direction. I recognize that. I choose this thought now. In 2002, I wrote a book, What You Pay Attention to Expands. And that's so important, particularly the older we get, the more we need to do this because we have so much experience. We wake up in the middle of the night and maybe we start hearing sounds and we become fearful about hearing sounds. Now, of course, that may be wise if there's somebody in your downstairs, but I'm talking about the fact that you think you heard a sound, you might hear a sound, you become hypervigilant for a sound. Now you're hearing the air conditioning, the furnace, the birds outside. You start having all kinds of thoughts about it and what if and maybe and wouldn't it be awful and you've gone down a path that's taken you into a cellular place that is all on guard and now you're not going to sleep at all. So it's very important for us to realize our power, that we can mm-hmm. choose our thoughts. And when we choose a thought, it comes with a whole lot of other good things if it's a good thought and it's an empowering thought and it's a healthy yes. thought. So these techniques, I know they work. I mean, I've used many of them and I've experienced many of them. And it is important to consider that something that seems so simple can be hugely effective. Hugely yes. effective. So what would you say is the greatest gift that learning all this has given you, Deborah? I think part of it is that I'm learning that there are, or I've learned, that there are really simple, simple, practical tools that you can use. And it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be difficult. And by consistently choosing to release things and get aligned, that you, you can do that. And then by doing that, one of the greatest benefits is, and, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners have children, is that as you heal yourself, now you are centered and calm and back to that resonating again. And then those little ones, they pick it up. They just pick it up automatically. And so you're creating a new, a new lifestyle for them where they don't have to repeat the things that you have gone through. And I think that's one of the biggest blessings we can give, you know, and it's preparing them by you taking care of yourself. And what a beautiful gift to yourself and the world. 
It certainly is. And thank you for sharing that with us today. My guest is uh, Deborah Miller. You find her at Deborah with an H Miller E-R dot org. And she has that wonderful gift for you, the EFT tapping guide in order to bring more love into your life for yourself and others. So be sure to download that. Just look in the show notes. The link is there for you. So thank you so much for being my guest, Deborah. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to talk with you and your listeners. We're going to be having another conversation with Deborah, I'm sure. But if you would like that, make sure to say something in the comments below the podcast or if you're watching this on YouTube. I always check those comments to see what it is you want, what you want more of, and what you would like. Maybe something I haven't spoken about or brought a guest on. And I'd love to meet those needs for you. So be sure to do that. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. As you know, I'm delighted that you're here. You can find me at transformingrelationship.com. All that's in the show notes. I don't have to tell you that. I just need to tell you that treat yourself really, really well. And you know, I, I invite you to do that at every broadcast because you matter. You are precious and everything starts with you treating yourself as though you matter so that you are 100% responsible for teaching other people to treat you and then they will treat you as though you matter too. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.